Minus three is presented for the people by Caesar Sportsbook, the greatest sports betting app of all time. Download it. Must be 21 or older. Minus three with Dave Damashek. Hi and hello, sports fans. Welcome to Minus Three, presented as always by Omaha. Your title games are set. You got the Niners, you got the Eagles. Eagles, minus two and a half. Total on that one, 45 and a half. On the AFC side, deja vu. Cincinnati Bungles, Kansas City Chiefs in Arrowhead. Thank goodness. Thank you, football gods, for snowing on Buffalo and seeing to it that where there was no neutral site game in a dome in Atlanta to settle who's the best team in the AFC. This is justice served. Sorry, sorry to you, Bills fans, but good for football fans who are going to be sitting in front of their TVs watching this one or the people who are season ticket holders there in Kansas City and now go and get to watch their number one seed team. Hobbled though they may be as the Bungles winner of three straight and that head-to-head show up in KC, the home team, minus one, total 47 and a half. Eddie Spaghetti behind the glass, big weekend for him. His Giants, he was excited. They got whipped. Everybody, I feel like, in football America was especially cross at the New York Giants on Saturday night because people had built Saturday night around this big-time football game between these two arch rivals. And by the end of the first quarter, it felt like all hash had been settled there. Eddie Spaghetti had to go, not had to, but he went to his new fiancé's birthday party. Good times, Eddie Spaghetti, able to get over it because it was a good season overall. We talked about it last week. It didn't make, make a difference what happened here, but was the whipping too severe? So now you feel a little bit sad. Where are your emotions? Um, I was weirdly fine. Uh, it was, I knew I was almost more fired up for that Vikings game because I felt or knew the Giants were on the level of the Vikings. I knew that was a winnable game. I, I thought winning one game in the playoffs would be a huge accomplishment. Losing the first round, not that it takes away from the regular season, but it doesn't feel as sweet. I think winning that game, uh, you know, inspired a lot of confidence for this team and showed that Daniel Jones can do it and that Brian Dable is the guy, clearly. Um, losing to the Eagles stinks because it's the Philadelphia Eagles. And that's really where it ends. Everything outside of that is just like they were outmatched. The, the Eagles, uh, you know, I know I picked the Bengals to, to make the Super Bowl and to win the Super Bowl. I, I would, and I, I think the Four Niners are, are a hell of a team. But man, like, I don't, I underestimated the Eagles massively in the offseason. And it's really crazy how loaded that roster is. I mean, they have guys who rotate in, whether it's D line, whether it's uh, uh, in the secondary. That would be starters on other teams. And obviously Jalen Hurts was the big uh question mark, but Jalen Hurts played as well as you possibly could, especially probably yeah, I mean, slapping the right. shoulder. And it's um, also how much you're gonna pay. Like that's why there's a little of the juice, at least right now at this point in the week, for this Bengals Chiefs game for the same thing. It's like, I mean, I don't know. I'm not a doctor. I don't know if Patrick Mahomes is how close to 100 percent he's going to be Tony Romo dropped uh, some, some real pessimism. Like, I don't know if he's going to play, probably will play, but he's not going to be close to hundred percent. So said Romo during the broadcast on Sunday. So maybe that spooks you a little bit. Um, but yeah, you're, you're the job. I think the bigger losers, if you can assess who lost bigger, man, I think I'd be real bummed if I were a Cowboys fan. Although a lot of people like our own cousin, Sal probably regard this as, okay, well, this is the end of the McCarthy era. So that's the good news there. We'll tear that bandaid off and go get Sean Payton or someone like that. Or maybe they'll elevate Dan Quinn. I don't know what's going to happen, but you assume change there. You can't run it back 
after two years losing to the Niners. That's looking that's that's looking at your competition directly across from you and getting the same result two in a row. You cannot now run it back when you assume the Niners are going to be back in the tournament in January of 24. So what are you going to do? You're just going to let, well, the, the third time will be different for our team. So you have to make what I think are some pretty fundamental changes there. And then the bills, I, I, I don't want to pat myself on the back about this one. I told you bungles on the money line play of the weekend. I was on with, um, so, so that happened and man, I don't know with Mahomes on that ankle and, you know, I'm a big believer in the mini era head to heads. Well, the mini era head to head between the Bengals and Chiefs decisively in favor of Cincy. So, I, I mean, there's not a lot there for me to get excited about the Chiefs. I think the Bungles are going to the Super Bowl and I think they're going to play the Eagles. So I'll stand by my pre playoff picks there. But to your point about those Eagles, I went on Chris Long show a green light last week and I said the same thing that. It's, you know, it's not fun. And, you know, the Giants will probably seek to add some pass catchers this offseason as they obviously need to. But, Definitely. you know, the bottom line is with the Eagles, they've been relevant because uh, because they just load up on both sides of the line of scrimmage. By the way, good news, Steelers fans. I think Andy Weidel, late of those Philadelphia Eagles, now back in Pittsburgh, is going to do the exact same thing. And that run game does present, I think, a takeaway for me is the Bills are now out. I don't know how the Bungles were able to make hay on the ground against that defense. It's probably because the Buffalo defense was a little overrated. Um, but I think a, a, a big takeaway for me from this is, is that, yes, offensive football is still going to carry the day, even in January in the 21st century. But slinging it all over the yard is not, you know, the idea that that's how you do it is by throwing it over people, Josh Allen, Joe Burrow style, Patrick Mahomes style. I wonder if now what's going on in the NFC with the with the scheme that Shanahan has created around that running game and the so-called positionless players on offense, plus the flame out in Green Bay when you had A.J. Dillon and Aaron Jones there, and yet Aaron Rodgers kind of sort of threw the season away there. And what the Eagles have going at the line of scrimmage and, and the threat, the ongoing threat of running the ball, whether it's the QB or the guys behind him. I wonder if that amounts to a little bit of a shift in what, you know, Dable, great with scheming up the run. I wonder if that's the trend to kind of take away from what we've seen this football season as we go ahead to next season. Either way, it's a sad day because when you open up, the Caesar Sportsbook. You only see two pro football games. They are good, though. The big news is spaghetti. We can't have a bad Super Bowl. There's, there's no, there's no weirdo team in there that could disrupt this thing. We have a great Super Bowl awaiting us in what now? Three weeks or whatever it is from now. Correct. I am afraid of you know the Bengals O line look great versus the Buffalo Bills defense. Um, they are playing with mostly backup guys or mid tier guys. You know it's funny like the Giants have a lot of bad mediocre level interior offensive linemen whenever they're in they look terrible and they perform terribly the Bengals do it and the Bengals are manhandling the bills uh it, it does scare me to think what what the eagles d-line or, or the 49ers d-line could do to that o-line of the Bengals. although we did see last playoffs and i guess this one currently uh of it not really mattering to joe burrow so that that is one thing i am kind of uh afraid of but i think generally speaking we should have a, a really really good game there uh all these teams are loaded and they're, they're all good and, and different ways so i think we are pretty fortunate right now 
boy, I I mean, I uh, the other sad team, the Buffalo Bills, man. I I don't know how excited you are if you're a Buffalo's Bills. I mean, obviously you're you're in pain today, but like are you in July, are you going to be able to rationalize it to the point that you're super excited about well this year? Because this should have been the year, and last year almost was. Save those thirteen seconds. I don't know. It's a. It's it's remarkable. Like I I I. That's why we have upcoming here, not Nick Costos, because I do think there are degrees of pain coming off of a playoff loss or not even getting into the playoffs and then projecting ahead what that means. So let's talk to our guy, Nick Costos, and try and make sense of Giants and Jets and Cowboys and Bills and all the rest of it. But first, a quick word. Have you been betting with Caesar Sportsbook and Casino app? If so, good job. Keep it up because every bet earns with Caesar's rewards. That means win or lose, you're getting closer to amazing perks like game tickets, free stays, bonuses, and more. And if not, well, when you do get started, your first bet is on Caesars. Register with promo code Omaha Full and place your first bet up to $1,250. If you win, congratulations. If you don't, you'll get your stake back as a free bet, 21 and over. Offer valid and must be physically present in Arizona, Colorado, Illinois, Indiana, Iowa, Kansas, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, and Wyoming only. New users and first $10 plus wager only. Must register with an eligible promo code. Bet amount of qualifying wager returned only if wager is settled as a loss. Maximum bet credit, $1,250. Must be used within 14 days of receipt tier credits and reward credits will be added to account within seven days after qualifying wager settles see caesars.com slash promos for full terms void where prohibited know when to stop before you start gambling problem arizona call 1-800 next step colorado wyoming kansas affiliated with kansas crossing casino call 1-800-522-4700 indiana call 1-800-9 with it. Iowa, call 1-800-BETS-OFF. Louisiana, call 1-877-770-STOP. Licensed through Horseshoe, Bossier City, and Harris, New Orleans. Michigan, call 1-800-270-7117. Illinois, Maryland, New Jersey, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Pennsylvania, affiliated with Harris, Philadelphia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, crisis counseling and referral services can be accessed by calling 1-800-GAMBLER or West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. New New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight. S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. All right. 
You know what? Misery loves company. That's my line of thinking here. And when I think of New York sports, my brain goes to very few places out there in, in, in the Damashek Rolodex. Who might I reach out to to plug into what exactly is going on in the boroughs up there? That name is Nick Costos. You listen to him. He's the sports betting host of You Better You Bet Monday through Friday, 3 to 7 Eastern every day. And then on Sunday at 8.30 a.m. on The Fan. Like I say, it's Nick Nick Costos. He's here to commiserate with Eddie Spaghetti. How are you, Costos? What's going on? Uh, I had, look, Giants get railroaded on Saturday night. Obviously no fun. Uh, What was worse for me? And I'm in the process of thinking about this right now for for you better. You bet uh, our show today on on Monday afternoon, starting at three o'clock Eastern. I promoted it. Come on, you shill. I don't don't need what's going on in your brain and in your wallet. I'm looking for what's in your heart and your gut right now. Come on. Well, you'll you'll get that momentarily. But it does need to be said. I had a legendarily bad betting day yesterday on Sunday. I lost. Every single bet that I placed on the on the two on the Bills, Bengals, and the Cowboys and the 49ers. Side, total, props, lost literally all of them. Just an abject disaster, which happens from time to time when you bet as much as I do. Like I bet like 360 days a year. So like I don't really let it phase me, but it sucks that it happens in the NFL playoffs, which are my favorite thing. So try to think like and I've got a couple. We don't have to talk about them here, but like, what are like some other really bad days in my betting career, which is almost 20 years old at this point. But yeah, brutal. Uh, and uh, the Giants suck. Wait a second. I'm listen. I'm not the, the schedule maker at the extra points network, but I got to put you in touch with one cousin, Sal, ASA, AMP, you on bed aches covering a season's worth of your pro football bed aches with, uh, with him and the, and the degenerate three, boy, that would be Sounds a good, good conversation. Yeah, you should do that. Meantime, we, right, he should me. be commiserating too. Like at least, like my team wasn't expected to win. I thought the Cowboys were going to win, so he should be even more embarrassed. I me. I agree. There, see, that's how that's a way in life to help negotiate your way around the the tough patches. You should look around and say. Somebody might have it worse. Now, as a Steelers fan, I certainly can do that. I can pick my head up and go, well, listen, at least we're not Browns fans. In fact, I like the future of my team better than I like the future, you know, next three years of the Ravens, of the Browns, of the Patriots, of the Raiders. This is a way, this is a salve on my emotional wound right now. You are Isn't right it in salve? the is the L silent in that word? It's a salve, salve. right? Salve. Yeah, but it's a salve. But yeah, you say it like that. You don't pronounce the L. You don't? It's a salve. It's a, it's a salve on my wound. You I sound think. like you sound like a valley girl pronouncing that word. Like, it's a salve, salve man. Salve. Like it's, a, it's, it's salve. There's an L in the word. Patrick Waugh, what a salve he just made. <laughs> yeah, All right, Patrick listen, Roy, I'm not here awesome. to be critiqued. My, my, the way I turn a phrase ain't, ain't your business right now. I want to get into your head. Like I say, you could have it worse. You could be a Dallas Cowboys fan right now, and that's way worse, right? Than what? Than being a Giants fan? Yes. Uh, yeah, I actually think it probably is worse because of the crushing weight of expectations on the Dallas Cowboys. That's now, right. But, like, you know, Dallas, uh, I got asked this last night by somebody on Twitter, and I actually had to, like, stop and think about the answer, which is really sad for the Cowboys. Like, Dak or Daniel Jones, who are you taking? And I had to, like, I answered Dak. 
But I had to like actually like stop and think about it for a second. Like, would I actually maybe take Daniel Jones over Dak? And my answer was no. But uh, I think here's why I think the Giants, I would feel better about being a Giants fan for right now. A, Dable. That's first and foremost, right? Is Dable versus McCarthy. One coach coaches to win, the other coach coaches not to lose. So I think the Giants have the major advantage at head coach. For Dallas, like, Maybe Daniel Jones's upside is to be something he hasn't been. I think that's kind of like still unknown at this point. Like put more talent around him another year with Dable. I think it's unlikely, but it's possible that Daniel Jones, I guess like another like rung of his like ladder of success to still reach. I think with Dak, like we've reached the summit. Like, I think this is it for Dak Prescott. And maybe that that can be enough in the right situation to win a championship. But I think like you've kind of like hit it with Dak at this point. Like this, this is what it's going to be now. Dallas needs like an infusion of talent on the roster in order to get them over the hump. Like you can't win with like the weapons that they have on offense. Easy to say in retrospect, I thought they would win the game yesterday. Um, But I think like for the Giants, the objective is kind of like a lot clearer. Like you plug the talent in, you basically just get talent at every position and you have the right coach to get the job done. Whereas with Dallas, even if you put the talent around deck, you still run into the, hey, it's close in the fourth quarter of a playoff game on the road or at home. And here's Mike McCarthy to bungle everything up with his terrible clock management and his desire to coach not to lose as opposed to coaching to win, which he has done literally his entire coaching career and got a Super Bowl thanks to the greatness of Aaron Rodgers, but still. And we won't mention who they beat in that Super Bowl because that's not the type of guy that I am. You're all class, friend. Yeah, you know, I, it, it was a funny thing. I had, um, you know, uh, kid stuff between a a, uh, a minor, a, a baseball tryout and a football game and everything. So I had to pause just before the first half of the Bungles Bills game. And I didn't get back in front of my TV until the NFC game had kicked off. And I was probably, I was, I was about an hour behind basically. So I was fascinated watching the Brett Maher um, melodrama unfold with that extra point. And then the decision to not kick a long field goal and instead go for it and how it impacted. And I was wondering what, is Twitter, what is social media doing around this experience? And what am I about to see here? None of it good. That did, my my thought was blind instead of looking at social media, where's the buzz right now? So your landing, if you are speaking for Football America, the buzz is that it's McCarthy more than Maher. And I that's fair. And Dak, I mean, you're, we're talking about the kicker versus the head coach versus Dak. Let me go backwards to address what you just said. Yes, I think you're right. It, we're reacting to Dak the day after, sort of like going, we just ate a feast and now we're at the grocery store trying to make decisions about food um, and what we need. But I, I got, so maybe we're too close to it. I got to tell you, I, yeah, I, how can you feel excited if you're a Cowboys fan going into 2023 and beyond now with Dak? You've seen it. I laughed. Um, I forget where it was. I saw a snapshot of some like grown-up men standing around looking at a graphic before the 49ers and Cowboys game of Dak versus Brock Purdy and like, well, uh, better decision maker, Purdy, more accurate Purdy, bigger arm Dak back and forth. I was like, what the hell are we talking about? That Dak it's Prescott really versus stupid. the Iowa State kid. Yeah, and by and the way, by Dak the end is of- still Dak is still better than Purdy at all of these things, even though the Cowboys didn't win the game. I agree, but combined with the curse of Sposta and it weighed heavy on Dak, he kind of crumbled once again. He made some real bad throws. I mean, that that first pick, you know, I, I keep saying, you know, Dak, what kind of day you're getting out of Dak early. 
And that was a bad, he almost got picked on the first possession. Then he did get picked on the second position on basically the same ball that, you know, he, he crumbled under the pressure of that. How say you, am I overstating it with Dak? I I, I go Dak one Maher kind of two. Cause he Maher's inf- irrelevance, man. No, he, He's I irrelevant. mean, he, inf- no, he informed what they did. Cause they make the extra point. It's seven, nothing. And then they kick from whatever that field goal would have been. What would it have been? Long but, no, but, but, but like, but like I, I tweeted this yesterday. Like all it took was a bad kicker for Mike McCarthy to start making like better in game decisions. Like if mm-hmm. Maher had been the Packers kicker, like for some of those years with Rodgers, Rodgers would have more than one Super Bowl. They definitely would have beaten the Seahawks in the 2014 NFC title game. I definitely would have won that game. Or yeah, the 2014. Boy, that's a game. good. I like that one. If that's fun, so conservative McCarthy would have made. <laughs> I love that. That that that's well because good in that in that title game, right. Packers Seahawks, like everyone brings up the Bostic play at the end, and like obviously it's like yeah, Bostic hold on to the ball. They had fourth and goal from the one and the two in the first quarter, and McCarthy kicked two 18 yard field goals. So basically, like idiot. Like you're on the road, you're a touchdown underdog. Go for the win, buddy. Like, what are you doing here? Maybe if Maher was his kicker, he would have let Aaron. Maybe here's a novel concept. Let Aaron Rodgers try and score a touchdown from the two yard line in the NFC championship game. So, yeah, maybe maybe they would have another Super Bowl ring. But um, that was that was the worst loss for a fan base in the history of my life. I've never seen one. I have no rooting interest for the Packers, but my heart broke for Packers um, diehards. That, no day. that was the worst. That was. Dude, no, 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 it's I'm not, not. I'm not here to. I'm not here to debate that game with you. But that was the worst loss I've ever seen. No, the the, the Trey Junkin game was worse. The Trey no, Junkin no, no. Giants. Yes, it, it was. I I know that 38, that was terrible. 38, 14, lose 39, 38 in the most miserable gut punching way possible. Man, that was the worst. That's the that worst. That was bad. But the Packers could have won. Would have won that game in Seattle if one of seven plays in the second half and overtime oh, go their you way. You could say there the were seven same plays. thing about the Giants-Niners no, no, game. The same exact plays. thing. The same exact thing. Same exact okay, you thing. Can't say, you can't say that about what happened on Saturday night in Philadelphia. It was a whipping. It was clear. It was going to be a whipping. About, Wait, can I give you my like, Dallas thing quickly? Because like I, yeah. uh, this is my fault because I just like, I like talking this stuff with you because I know you fine. love That's it That's fine. That's fine. Uh, just like, yeah, Maher's last on the list. Uh, McCarthy's number one. And here's what also is the, the deal. Like if Dan worse than Dak, worse than well, Dak. Well, yeah, because like McCarthy's like Dak played great on Monday night against the Buccaneers. So like he can do it like McCarthy can't. And what happens when like Dan Quinn takes the Broncos job or like Dan Quinn's gone? Like what happens then? Like, what are they going to do? And I don't know if it's Jerry's call or McCarthy's call. So Tony Pollard gets hurt yesterday and I tweet immediately and I'm, it's not to be like, I'm the only person that, that, that thought this, although like, I don't know, maybe I'm one of the only people that, cause like, I, I love fantasy football. I know all the depth charts and stuff like Ezekiel Elliott is not the answer. Like he's, he's washed. He's done. That's clear. Like, That's like clear. he's a, okay. he's, a, he's a good, like change of pace, short yardage goal line back. That's fine. Like he brings a little something to the team, like a little juice, a little energy because of who he is. Like, why is Malik Davis not playing? Like Malik Davis has actually has burst. What the hell does Ezekiel Elliott bring to the table? Like this defense, this swarming, fast tackling defense. Like you had to play Malik Davis. So it's like they make all the wrong moves. McCarthy makes all the wrong moves. And then if Quinn's gone or if Kellen Moore's gone and the coaching staff isn't as good, good luck, man. Well, I mean, I I hear your noise, except. I mean, I, I'm I'm awaiting the news, right? I mean, it's a Mike McCarthy ain't keeping this gig. I don't think. Maybe I think I'll be proven wrong. 
Do you really? I see. I've been. I'm pulling the curtain back, everybody. I'm going. I'm riding my gut and my heart this morning because I have really not been checking social media since the end of the NFC title game. Smart. I don't know what the buzz is. I my assumption is that he's gone, and Sean Payton has fielded calls or talked last night to Jair. No, you know, I mean, you don't. You really don't think that that went down. Sean Payton I, has all that the the that has always been a fait accompli when the when the gig's available and he's available at the same time. No, it's like when Harry met Sally. They've always just wanted to both be single at the same time. Well, now they're about to be. No. I, I think it's within the realm. I'm not going to tell you, like, definitely no. I think if they had lost to Tampa, I think absolutely Peyton. They beat Tampa like they had a couple chances in this game. I think, like, Dak was bad enough that Jerry might be like, okay, well, you know, like, the quarterback's throwing terrible interceptions. Like, he's got to be better than that. Um, I don't th- I, I don't think they run it. I mean, the, the, the notion that, and again, I'm talking about just ate a feast and we're at the grocery store. But the notion right now that the Dallas Cowboys are just going to run it back as is, is it doesn't sound very inspired and doesn't seem like it felt like this season was already right. that it you feels like right. last season was like, okay, we lost to the Niners. That was, that was a big surprise. All right, let's, we'll give McCarthy another shot. That was that we just saw that this season and it was a good season, but I do think that expectations based on that defense, it does raise also the philosophical question as we transition into 2023 season for most pro football teams is the idea that, and I've debated this in my own head as a Steelers fan, Mike Tomlin fan, based on the way that team is wired right now, Tomlin plainly has made it clear. We want to win via defense. We want to smother you as much as we can and tamp you down and, and knuckleball our way to victory in an all offense league. I don't understand the wisdom of that when you watch what happened to the, well, it's not that I don't understand. I don't, I question it when the Cowboys tried to do that. It didn't work out. And the chargers obviously tried to do that. Even with Justin Herbert, to some degree, that didn't work out. Defense is at a fungible or in big spots can go through like a two touchdown snap and your season goes away. You know what I'm saying? I, I don't know that. Although if you don't have one of the big four or five QBs, that is your only path to success. You're not going to shoot it out with ultimately, as we saw with Burrow or Mahomes and Allen. So I'm I'm not clear on that. I do know that the Cowboys are or I'd be surprised if they don't take a run at Sean Payton here. And I do suspect we'll hear by the end of the week that that's the way it's going. But all right, let's talk about your team quickly here. Eddie Spaghetti's on the line. He's 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 had a topsy turvy personal life here. On one hand, his Giants had a nice ride, but now they crashed to the ground. But then he got engaged uh, to to Jada a couple weeks ago. Congratulations, his, Eddie! This I parallel. I got engaged last year, and I feel the same way as a Giants fan. So, congrats! I think we're running parallel here. Congrats! That's nice. <laughs> Thank you, Nick. And you got the rags doing. Okay, better than the Penguins. And so that's like I say, in the world of relativity, it could be better. It could be worse. Let's talk about the state of the New York Giants here. Giants or Jets, which which uh, teams short term ish future would you prefer? Let's say the next three years. Easily the Giants. Easily. Um, Easily. Easily. And like and and I am a Giants fan, but I think like. I, you, you know this, Dave, and I think like your audience from having listened to me knows that I am not a homer. I, I agree. will call it like it is. 
If I feel like my team sucks, I will say it. The future's bad, I would say it. This is, it's easily the Giants. So I think you can look at the Jets roster, right? I don't even think this is an opinion. This is more like a fact. Like an opinion is like, I like Coke more than Pepsi. Like what I'm going to say is a fact. The Jets roster is better than the Giants roster. Like, and I don't even think it's debatable. The Jets have a much more talented roster than the Giants. Um, And say what you want about Daniel Jones, but... That is the one position where I think you can say the Giants right now will see if Jones is back, where the Giants do have a clear advantage on the Jets. Is it quarterback? Now, the counter to that might be, okay. well, what if the Jets, Joe Douglas and company and Robert Sala, let's say they bring in Derek Carr. Let's say it's Lamar Jackson. Let's say it's one of these. Okay, I I want you to get through your hypothetical, but also those guys are not the same. And I do keep saying this about the Jets, as opposed to most big name QBs who become available in free agency or trade, usually a bunch of teams go after that guy. This is the opposite. The New York Jets of all teams in pro football, so it's funny and ironic, but the Jets are in the catbird seat because I think they're going to have some big name QB saying like, how about me, Joe Douglas? Can I come be the QB in 2023? I think it's neatly. Could be yeah, Rodgers, I mean, could be Tom Brady. Could, could be could be Tom Brady, potentially, right? So and maybe that's going to be the case. And if it's Brady, it's obviously like a, a one-year fix. So the Jets roster is is really good. And I even think, I, 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 I think I'm right about this. I think if Mike White had started the entire season, the Jets would have made the playoffs. Like, that's hmm. how good I think the Jets roster is. And you get Brees Hall back and Vera Tucker back. So, like, the Jets roster is really good. The reason why I would pick the Giants is because of Dable versus Salah. I, I don't think Sal. I don't think Sal is the guy um, watching the end of the season for the Jets. And you can blame this on whatever you want. You can blame it on Zach Wilson. You can blame it on Mike White's ribs. Bottom line is this. The season completely spiraled out of control. They were not prepared to play and they showed no guts in the final couple games of the season. Like, and you could say, oh, well, the Miami game, whatever. Miami started Skylar Thompson in that game. Like, I'm not I'm not I'm not interested in, in that conversation. Also. This defense, which was absolutely magnificent early in the season, first half of the season, like wheels fell off down the stretch and they got punked by the Lions. I know they didn't give up a ton of points, but in the big spots, when you need like this great defense with your defensive head coach to make a play, you get punked by the Lions. You get punked by the Jaguars. You get punked by Geno Smith. First play of that game, Kenneth Walker, like 50 yard run, like the tone is set, like your season's done. So Well, I, let me I, say, I, I want to interrupt that because that's what I'm talking about. I wonder if, based on the rules changes, it's not as though humanity has somehow cultivated a better uh, brand of human being. It's not uh, Gattaca where they can change your DNA or whatever and, and wire all the bad stuff out of you and only the good stuff into you, into the, our quarterbacks in society. They're not better. But I wonder if the rules and otherwise make it so that um, the idea – that you're kidding yourself if you're Bob Sala or Mike Tomlin or otherwise and thinking, um, well, we're just going to be defense dominant. And when we need stops, we're going to get stops. I wonder if it's if if that's just a foolish endeavor in the year of the Lord 2023. And that's what Bob Sala is going to try to do based on his DNA. But it's also like I'm a big proponent of in-game management for coaches in the NFL. I think it's extremely important and a coach can be great with the scheme and he can be rah-rah and all that. Great. Whatever. Like the Joe Judge. Like, let's run the let's do this. Like, yeah, go run a lap after practice. How about this, Joe Judge? You run a lap all the way to Foxborough and get the hell out of my life. Um, Right, right, right. I, I really think, and I'm willing to be wrong about this. I'm not a fortune teller. I think all of this is like probability based, right? I think I'm probably right about this. 
I think Brian Dable is like literally like the equalizer, like the great equalizer with everything. Um, he has shown already in one year. And by the way, and like if we want, we can talk a little bit about Buffalo. Like you can't tell me that that team does not miss Brian Dable with like some of like the Ken Dorsey play calling sequences. Like these first down runs are so tilting for Buffalo. It's like, just throw it, you idiot. Like Ken Dorsey should smack himself in the head with the clipboard instead of like breaking the clipboard like he did when they lost to the Dolphins back in week three. Dable is the great equalizer. Not only was he able to guide this talentless ship to the final four of the NFC, as opposed to, you know, picking top four in the draft, which was the Giants norm as of late. Then they're the final four of the NFC. But he also gets and this is also you'll appreciate this check is. I feel like Brian Dable just confirms what I believe to my believe to be my own singular football genius, where whenever there's a decision to be made in a game and I think this is what I would do, Dable does it. And I'm like, well, this guy's just brilliant. He actually he knows what he's doing. He, he coached, <laughs> like Rob, so, so Robert Sala and I caught a lot of flack from this from people that I think are just wrong. That's OK. People can be welcome to their opinion. So fourth and eight Saturday night, first drive of the game for the Giants. Eagles receive or like Giants deferred, which was insane, but whatever. Eagles go down the field, hot knife through butter. In my head, I'm thinking like this game's done. It's over. I said all week, if Jalen Hurts is healthy, Eagles win this game by double digits. That's not to pat myself on the back to be like how great a prediction by me. I also didn't bet it because how could you know what Jalen Hurts was going to be before the game started? But they go down the field and score seven, nothing. Fourth and eight for the Giants on their opening possession at the Eagles 40. Dable goes for it. That's the right decision. Absolutely the right decision, because you have to assume that you are going to get jackknifed on defense the rest of the game. That's like right. the, whole point of, the whole point of professional football. And I know that this is a really hard concept for a lot of people to understand. So I'm going to try. I'm going to say it really slowly. You win in the NFL. When the game ends, if you have scored more points than the team that you're playing. I know that this is like a really foreign concept for people that like what a you patronizing win by who are you to come in here and talk to the minus three community in this fashion? Well, and condescend know, hopefully, all. hopefully they're smart enough to get this right, because I think you're right of, about that check, particular but, decision. But, you're but right. A lot of you football have have fans are like, oh, game. punt the ball and played. Not all situations are created equal. If you're a seven and a half point favorite in that spot. You can punt. If you're a seven and a half point underdog in that spot, you have to go for it and chase points and extend possessions. It's the only way you can stay in the game. So in critical high leverage spots, Brian Dable is going to make the right decision. Fourth and inches from his own 40 yard line on the road in the wild card round goes for it, sneaks at the obvious call. What do you think Robert Sala does there? Sends out the punt unit. A lot of right. a lot. What does Mike McCarthy do there? Probably sends out the punt unit. Like Dable is the great equalizer. And it's not that he alone, he's the only one that like makes good decisions. Other coaches make good decisions too. But like Dable versus Sala, like no contest. Absolutely no contest. And I trust Joe Shane, Giants general manager, to start stocking the cupboard with talent here. So the Jets, let's say the Jets get Derek Carr who's a massive upgrade over Zach Wilson, which probably says more about Wilson than it does about Carr, right? Like, okay, great. Like, you could go 9-8 and eight or 10-7, and seven, maybe make the playoffs, and then get waxed in the postseason. And in the big spot, your head coach is going to make the wrong decision. So I don't know about all that. So, so bottom line is you're heavily on the side of the Giants' three- to five-year future versus the Jets. I, you know, I think the mistake they would make, and I don't think Joe Douglas is going to make it, I could be wrong, is that Lamar Jackson would be some sort of uh, 
difference maker for them. I, I, you know where I think, by the way, to, to work that in, I think Atlanta Falcons makes all the sense in the world. I love both, that. I said that last week sides. on you better, you yeah. better in that Arthur Smith offense. Like he'd be yeah. dynamite. That would be Arthur awesome. Smith and the other Arthur from a PR standpoint, it would be a great get for Arthur blank to put him in that stadium. I agree at the division. It would feel the favorite. Good. It would fill the seats. It would fill the, they're seats the favorite. Immediately. Yeah. Lamar Jackson goes to Atlanta. They're the favorite to win the division next year. Yeah. I, so, so I like that. I don't think you plug Lamar Jackson into what they got going in, in uh, with the New York jets. That doesn't sound right to me now. What does is Aaron Rodgers. We can talk. I think that makes sense. And then for you talk about one to two years with those pass catchers, that's got to look appealing. Now, can he drag or uh, or can Nate Hackett sell? Yeah, I'll bring I'll bring 12 with me. He tries for one. Right. He's for one on that. But I mean, but you you thought the same thing. So like when that breaks last week that the Jets are talking to Hackett, it's like, well, I'm going to translate this for everybody. This is like, hey, Aaron. We are seriously like we would like for you to potentially come play for us. That's what it's that interview the, meant. It's the jerk kid in the new Spider-Man series. Always like, I'll bring Spider-Man to this party with me. How many times can you be the boy who cried? I'm friends with Spider-Man before we catch on. Nath- Nathaniel Hackett's trying to do yeah, it. That Flash Thompson are real. I've always oh yeah, that. Flash Thompson. That's right. That's right. See, you're, yeah. you're uh, steeped in comic book lore. Good for you. That is true. Right, I don't want to hold true. you up here quickly. Um. I'm kind of surprised by your answer, to be honest with you. And I know you're not being a homer there because you you, you are, would take the Jets. Yeah, I would take the Jets. I don't love the idea of forgive me. And I know Eddie Spaghetti's feeling it right now. And although I suspect a lot of Giants fans have changed their tune a little bit from before Saturday to after Saturday, that Danny Dimes Why? is definitely the guy you got to keep. I mean, because he's Danny Dimes. He's good. This is this the reality that we must all accept. If you he had don't a bad have, game, it's okay. I, like you, I'm just l- listen. Listen to what I'm telling you. It is pretty clear. It is not the the panacea to everything, though. That the that the pundits have convinced themselves and attempted to convince foot pro football fans of like, hey, good luck. It's gonna be a long winter if you don't have Burrow. Allen or Mahomes. Now, I think the worst spot you want to talk about theory of relativity and all that in pro football, the worst spot to be in is in a division that includes Joe Burrow and you're rooting for one of the other teams. That's suddenly starting to feel like that might be the case. But the idea that there aren't other ways to skin the cat is a little too severe. Like you don't have Mahomes. Good luck in the AFC is stinking thinking. Um, But, you know, Danny Dimes, it is going to be that, you, you know, distinct, I think, versus like a Deshaun Watson or what Lamar Jackson would like to get from Baltimore. I I, I don't think Dimes is getting a five-year deal for north of a hundred million, right? I think he's gonna they're they're gonna seek to get that two-year deal, that that non-exclusive tag and all that kind of stuff. Maybe because that's what he is. He's he's not top 10. He's not bottom 10 either. He's right in the middle and you can win that way if Shane fleshes out that roster. Um successfully but i i like the way the jets are st- set up they feel much closer to like oh you plug in aaron Rodgers, they're going to win that division and i mean it in a division that includes the buffalo bills and that brings us to the bills i think you and i parked our cars in the same garage on this one the bills 
they became a feel good story where they were for the last couple of years. It's like, ah, those those weirdos jumping through tables and tailgating. They're a fun bunch and they've suffered a lot. And then Damar Hamlin and we must rally around them and, and see good things happen for them. But it practically speaking, I think you and I were both on this like. Josh Allen is the entire team more than any other team in the tournament this January. The bills are entirely about their QB and that's it. And that got exposed. How say you? Yeah, I, I, I think it's a big time miss by me, honestly. And I'm going to talk about this on you better. You bet uh, three to 7 PM Eastern Monday through what Friday. A, what's a shill. What a shill. shill. Sir, you should listen. It's a good podcast. show, but you, you don't got to dance like this. You know, well, some people we, we like great. you. You're, you're a good guy. That's it. That's why we like to listen to you. You don't got to, you got to boogie for us. You know, we'll, uh, we'll give you uh, some change. Thank you. Uh, that, that's, that's a good line. Uh, yeah, it's a big miss by me. The bills suck. <laughs> that's a little harsh. Okay. But well, yeah, I mean, like they, they don't suck. Like they are better than most teams in the NFL. As, a, I, as sold as a juggernaut. Yes. You got duped. If you bought them as a legit I, top bottom juggernaut, right? I, I absolutely got duped. Now it's not just me. I think this is, and you know, like hindsight's 2020. They got the, the way they got beat by like Cincinnati whipped them in the game. Like this, this was, it was the first round knockout, like our TK. It was a, an absolute stunner how the game played oh, it was out. a beauty though. But we can agree on that. It was go. You took a moment at least to enjoy the, the, Oh, I mean, it, snow, I, right? I, I mean, it's a, it's a memorable beatdown. Absolutely. And like, if you're like, it's, it was, it's a classic game, even though like the game itself was not classic. I, it's too I, bad. It's too bad. It couldn't be a classic because the NFL films slow-mo would live for eternity. If, if it had been a shootout or it had been a close game in that setting. Ah, but anyway, continue. also, also I would have also, I would have, I would have won, would have won my over, which would have been really nice instead of losing it. Um, yeah. Like they're not good. Josh Allen's great. Stefan Diggs is great. They have some other players that are really good. Poyer is good. Tredavious White comes back and he's good. They have some good players. Everybody has Miller, good players. There's the, the, the Houston Texans have good players too. So yes, that's right. But I, but when you, when you flow Trey White 2022 or January 23, Trey White is not the, the no, superstar. Absolutely. So, absolutely. That, I, so for Bills fans, I just want to make it clear because I catch heat from them on social media for pointing out the reality. And they're like, well, you know, Von Miller, he's hurt and their their secondary's beaten up and all that. Like, yeah, I'm factoring that in when I when I evaluate the head to head. That's what I'm talking about. I'm not talking but, but, about but also, a piece of paper I'm looking at in August. I'm looking at the reality of January 23. Great, yeah. but also, like, let's have a conversation about reality, right? With Buffalo, Bills fans can get as upset as they want. Like, oh, well, Von Miller went out and that's your excuse. Also, what about all the resources that Brandon Bean has pumped into this defensive line? And, like, none of these young defensive linemen can make a play. Rousseau who like flashed at points this season, Boogie Basham, who's like doing like the bull warm up, like, like kicking his, it's like, Hey buddy, like maybe try and like do something. Epineza, like that. I understand injuries in the secondary, but like yeah, the green Bay Packers won the super bowl in 2010 and had like every single player on the team was hurt at some point, except for Aaron Rodgers. Like, I don't want to hear it. Like at, at some point, Brandon Bean has done an awesome job. Awesome. Right. Sean McDermott's done a great job. No question. At some points, though, they've got to like Bean's got to get better players and needs to do a better job drafting. And McDermott's got to do a better job coaching these guys up because Allen is the singular force. But like, look at the rest of this offense. Singletary's 
passable. Cook's passable. Diggs is great. Knox is like above average. Gabe Davis is like whatever. Isaiah McKenzie's whatever. Shakir is good, but like he's also like a fourth receiver. Cole Beasley gives him a shot in the arm sometimes. Like the offensive oh. line is okay. Yeah, not a bad Word little play. vaccine Word joke. Play. Little vaccine I joke. I got it. I got like, it. Where are, where are the studs on this roster? Like it, it doesn't exist. So if I Allen's agree. not going to be this juggernaut, then they're not going to win. And it's honestly, in again, hindsight's 2020, it feels like it's a miss by me rating Buffalo as highly as I did all season. It feels like I, a miss. I listen, I agree with you. And I think as you try to make yourself, if you're a football fan whose team didn't even make the tournament, I think there's a case to be made that you're in a better spot looking ahead. Right now, are you excited about being a Buffalo Bills fan? Because Josh Allen's money ain't kicked in yet. You know, the big second deal is just now that bill's coming due. So the roster's not getting better. The Chiefs are a fascinating um, trailblazer in terms of we're going to move on from Tyreek Hill and we're going to reboot and do it all around the QB. Maybe that's some hope for a team like the Bills, but they do need an overhaul. You're exactly right. And, you know, I don't know if you'd saddle that with Bean or, or you know, the the randomness of, of the NFL draft, but you're exactly right. I thought, a year, uh, you know, a year and a half ago now, I thought like, oh, the Bills are ready now because they have devoted resources to build nap that pass rush. And then they bring in Von Miller before this season. I thought that's the finishing piece. Now they're going to, sure. and then real, Von gets hurt and, 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 and then they're not good. It's like, you can't like, I understand the randomness part of it. And like that exists for sure, but like you can't spin the wheel and have it land on bankrupt like four times. In a row at that I, I agree. I think they have not that right. They have not hit on those draft picks that they tried to, to use like to not fix, even one the, of efficiency. them. Like not even also one they of can't, them that, you know, and it's also, it, it's a, it's a weird example of who would you rather be kind of thing. Like the bills were looking across the line of scrimmage and at, at their semi-fraudulence versus the Bengals. What was inexplicable. I said, going into this game, Bengals money line, that was the play of the weekend. And, and so it, it proved to be true, but my logic was Joe Burrow played behind a, a lousy offensive line a year ago and got to the Super Bowl. Why is he not going to be able to torment that Bill secondary here? Okay, the O-line is a good. What I didn't anticipate was that they would be able to truck him the way they did. Joe Mixon uh, and company had a great day, too. That was that was downright bizarre. Um and I, I think they present as the scariest team very quickly. So, okay, so 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 if I'm hearing you right, you're going Giants over both other New York-based pro football teams for the next three years in terms oh, of Oh, no, I mean, the Bills have You'd rather be out. the Bills? Oh, I know, I but mean, it feels awfully on it. it. It doesn't feel that exciting when you yeah, see but what's I mean, happening. But like, I don't know where about, they're going now. How many, but how many times do like, I'm just trying to like think like, how many times do we say that about like the Peyton Manning Colts? Right? Okay. Like, yeah. like Buff Buffalo's been in the playoffs, what, four times now? Right? The, they're going to the, be, the, they're going to be in the mix, but- if you buy that the Jets are coming on and the two uh, Dolphins are going to be interesting to see. And I'll tell you another team that would be fun with the Patriots uh, with, with Lamar Jackson is sending him. There was some buzz about that. Remember that maybe uh, as Brady went out 
and looking at Lamar Jackson's rise. Well, they took Sony Michelle instead of him, right? In that uh, in that draft. It would which, be by interesting the way, if the- which by the way was the right pick because Sony Michelle was amazing in the playoffs and helped them win the Super Bowls. Like look who knows. Look who knows his stuff. Look who knows it. That's why Costos is great. Um all right. You know what? I, I I had another question for you, but now I've forgotten it. So who gives it? Well, I have, uh, I have, I have, I have a couple other, I have, I have a couple other thoughts. Can I give them really? Oh, well? I was going to ask you what you got. To, that's what I said at, at the start here. <clears throat> How heartbreaking is it to go on Caesar Sportsbook or whatever your preferred sportsbook is? Oh, mine would be bet MGM since they sponsored I, my I know. show. I, I set you up to shill because I know you like Thank the you. dance. All right. Now yes. listen. Of all baby. How, how sad is it? How sad is it when you open it up and you look at it and there's only two pro football games there? Oh, and no. It, it's really, great. My, my, my stomach my stomach sank when i saw it. oh no my my stomach leaps with joy when i see it because it means that my 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 personal life is about to get a lot easier know what let me tell you something let me tell you something you know i'm a big fan you know what i don't like is people who talk into a microphone about sports belly aching about the grind don't talk about the grind no one wants oh no i'm gonna i'm gonna talk about the grind Oh, grind. Wait, 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 you're not going to keep doing shows in, in uh, March? Of course you are. So what, no, what, I, listen, so- I, I love my job. I wouldn't right. trade it for anything. That's not true. There are a lot of things that I would trade it for, potentially. But I do love my job. Uh, yeah, like, why? Like, from September to February, I have no time to myself. It's like, you know me. I think on my audience, I I love the National Football League. It's my favorite thing. Also, mm-hmm. I like to be able to, you know, like spend time with my future wife, mm-hmm. play a video game, go go out for like a nice dinner. And here's a novel concept. Maybe have like two drinks at dinner or three drinks at dinner and not have to worry about working the next day. <gasps> I get to do that coming up soon, which is really oh, awesome. I've- well, that's where that's where we part ways. I'll never allow anything to get in the in the way of me boozing and watching what I want. My best <laughs> yeah, friend is TV. I can't. Fair My enough. best friend is TV. And if we're having a party, we invite booze over as well. And and that's it. And nothing's gonna get in the way of that. All right. Wait, so, wait, I got I, I, I gotta hit you with something. I know, here? go ahead. Go ahead. I wanted to let you do All right, it. Go num- ahead. Okay, so, so okay, so two things. Number one, most embarrassing loss of the weekend, Buffalo, not the Giants. Giants off the hook after what the Bills did yesterday. Oh, no question. No question. No question. About- um, the other thing would be, and like maybe Burrow um, proves to be kind of like the fly in the ointment here um, in a, in an era of such like spectacular, like young quarterback play. Isn't it insane that one guy is like clearly above the rest and maybe Burrow is like on the same level. Like Josh Allen is magnificent and like would love for him to be my quarterback. He, he can't sniff Mahomes. Mahomes is Mahomes is headed sh- and Allen's Allen could go to the Hall of Fame. Like Mahomes might be in like his own separate hall. They may have to get a new Hall of Fame just for Patrick Mahomes when his career is over. That's all I wanted to say. Just like an observation. I see. I, I love. Well, you know, I love this that kind of stuff. And we could open up another half hour, but I'm going to let you go. But let's revisit this as soon as the season's over. Whenever you want to have this, I love that. You know, the debating, not the mediocre. It's like you know, the Hall of Fame, like, does should that guy get in or not? Debate is fun. I like that. But if you're on the borderline, you had a great career and you know, you're you're probably rich and have a lot of great memories and will be cheered everywhere you go in that city where you where you uh performed and all that, whether or not you get a gold jacket, that's not as interesting to me as the the very high end. Okay, there's a hall of fame, but then there is out of the Hall of Famers. Okay, let's figure out who's the very best out of the those Pantheon. five guys. The best guys. And I love to having that conversation with the current guys as well. 
I don't think Mahomes is I don't think Mahomes is is that much better than Joe Burrow, man. I mean, Joe Burrow, he, he doesn't I acknowledge he doesn't, that, by the way. Burrow, might, that Burrow might be there. Burrow might he ain't be got there that also. whip. Clearly, he doesn't have Allen or Mahomes or Herbert's arm. But man, I, I if you're if you said you can have any of those guys, man, I I, I don't know. Maybe I'm just vibing to Joe's cool, but he is pretty gd cool right? i would i, I mean, would take mahomes first and burrow would be second but i okay, would still well, take mahomes one it's not that big a, di- a difference at okay um i know you're gonna do it i know it's lame but um early bird special niners eagles eagles lay into and a half i mean the good news is we cannot have a bad super bowl based on the quartet of teams here you know i love merit-based tournaments this has provided us with a juicy final four and no matter how it breaks a great super bowl as well eagles at home laying two and a half chiefs minus one i was very interested playing a game i came up with called uh guess the line in my head what that number would be i thought it was going to be chiefs laying two even tighter than that tell us who the super bowl is going to be Yeah, uh, if it's three, I'll bet San Francisco. And whether I lose the bet or not, I'll feel really good about it. I feel like that number's wrong. San Francisco plus three, if it gets there. Um, My projected spread in the game was Philly minus one and a half. It's basically that. Um, It's up to two and a half now. If it goes to three, I will bet San Francisco immediately. And that is just like a number that I do not think should exist. And I would imagine that if it goes to three, it will go back down. So I would say if it hits three, I would not wait to bet it. Uh, So San Francisco plus three, I think it's a really easy bet. As far as the Bengals and the Chiefs go, um, but you're—I I mean, they, the Niners—the Niners survive and get to Arizona. In other words, better that maybe, or the Eagles. I mean, all right, you're really threading the needle there, but okay. Yeah, like why? I think like a likely outcome could be Philadelphia winning the game by three points. So like, I don't, I don't want to bet San Francisco plus two. Like, I want to bet San Francisco plus three. I want, I want to capture three. Um, I understand. And so fair price for Chiefs Bengals should be like three and a half or four or four and a half. Like so depending on how Cincinnati played in the game, which was great. So maybe you want to say it's like four, maybe juice towards Cincinnati or even three and a half, maybe juice towards Kansas City, but in that range. Um, so Ken and I did the show yesterday morning, Sunday morning. We're like, okay, if the Bengals beat the Bills, what do you think the spread's going to be by the time the show starts Monday at three o'clock? I said two and a half Kansas City. And there's not a huge difference between two and a half and one. It's basically picked the winner of the game. The game's not really going to land two very often, especially in a game with a decently high total. It's basically the same spread. But my thought was, if Mahomes is going to be hurt, and he is, the high ankle sprain, he's going to play, by the way, and I think he's going to be not mobile in the game. And I think he's going to be okay. Then, I like, thought Kansas Romo's. City. I thought Romo's words were were pretty scary. If you're a Chiefs fan, oh, he's going to play. I think he's going to play, but he's way worse today than he was yesterday. Kind of stuff, and he's not going to be able to move. And it's going to be real close. Yeah, but all week in, that's got to be scary. In 2019, correct me if I'm wrong. The Chiefs played the Jaguars in the season opener. Nick Foles started for Jacksonville. The spread was five and a half, and I bet Jacksonville, and it was a terrible bet, and Kansas City won 40 to 26. But Mahomes suffered a high ankle sprain like in that game, and then like played, like, uh, and then they won the Super Bowl that year, missed a couple games, including that Sunday night game against Green Bay when Matt Moore played. Um, right. th- literally in week two, threw for 400 yards. Like, oh, I, 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 I get it. Like, he's not going to be. Here's, here's where it comes down. Is it too big of an adjustment that it's gotten to this point now? I think that's the question. And and maybe the answer is no, like the adjustment's fine. Maybe it should be. And just like if Cincinnati ever becomes a favorite, like there is no difference between Cincinnati minus one and Kansas City minus one. It's like just pick the winner of the game. That's basically what this is. It's basically you pick who, who do you think is going to win the game. And, and maybe it's Cincinnati 
right now, I'm kind of thinking, and it's early in the process. I have not placed a bet yet, and I probably here's what's great about this: you're we're not you're not going to have to place a bet until right before kickoff if you don't want to, because the point spread's never going to be different than this, unless like something comes out that like Mahomes like literally like can't move, in which right. case Cincinnati will get bet. But I don't anticipate that'll be the case. I think we get no new information. Um, I think I'd probably just take Kansas City, but uh, I I'm I'm not going on record with that. I reserve the right to change my mind. San Francisco plus three will absolutely be a bet for me, though, if that ever appears. Let me just tell you this. Here's but the Kansas thing City Rod- would be four. Kansas City would absolutely be more than a field goal favorite if Mahomes were healthy. Do you know what I think is baked into this? As I don't know as much as what happened with Mahomes' ankle and all that. But by the way, the optical illusion, I was sure his leg had broken, right? Then when, when you saw it, I thought like, I, I thought, my eyes were playing tricks on me because I could swear I saw like it was one of those Dak kind of like the ankle snap. Ah, it's so thing. weird. It was, it was like the Trevor Lawrence injury against Detroit where like you see the yeah, injury. Yeah, that also, right. And you're like, and you're like, well, season's over. And then right. like, he's, out of, he's out of the locker room in the second half, like Willis Reed. It's like, what the hell's going on here? It's kind of like that was wild. Similar. Um, but I'll tell you this. What I think is also factored in or I know is factored in is the the bungles are on a mini era heater against these chiefs. They definitely. It's, I mean, it's clear. I mean, the, the results are in. The Bengals should be favored against the Chiefs on a neutral site or otherwise. And thank no, Christ we didn't get I, that I, neutral this, site crap. This, no, that, by the way, that's absolutely. Well, then why they, they've beaten them three times in a row. Well, well, they beat them in the but, title okay, game in Arrowhead. But it's two different conversations. It's two different uh, conversations. They like, beat them this op- year. I mean, you know, op- what the, the results your are opinion, in. Your opinion, and you could be right about it, is that the Bengals would win the game. The point spread, like Cincinnati would My never be favored right now. My opinion is based on the fact that but, but, but like, uh, but, like but no, like, but, but like, you're wrong about this. Like the point spread would not be Cincinnati favored on a neutral if Mahomes were healthy. It's just like, it's oh, okay. not. Now, okay. now you could bet Cincinnati and be right. Your opinion could be Cincinnati should be favored. But like, like that's I where like, I, I draw the line. It's people are like, well, like, oh, this line was crazy. It's like, really? Good. Then why didn't you bet into it and move it? Like hindsight. I got you. I got uh, I get you. I think it's pretty close, though. I think sure. in this game, a, a neutral site, Mahomes is healthy. Okay, maybe Chiefs lay in two. I don't think so it's like, a, I, I, I think that, maybe. by the way, that you're, that you're, yes. So, like, if the implication is that Kansas City should be three and a half or four at home, then, like, they are less than a three-point favorite on a neutral. But, like, they would definitely be favored. Like, there's no question. Nick Costos, what a delight. See, even after a, a, an emotional... He's got an emotional hangover, but no, he's a pro's pro. Or is he an really that emotional, honestly? It really wasn't on Saturday. No, that's right. That's what I told Spaghetti before it kicked off. I said this week, listen, this you're in the catbird seat. This is where you want to be. You don't no expectation. You know, you so what? So so you went into Minnesota. You had a great yeah, you get into the playoffs as you it was awesome. What a season. You beat the you beat the Vikes on the road there. This was good time. Now you're not a Giants fan, but maybe Eddie could answer this. But like if you had said told us before the season. The Giants will be the sixth seed, will win on the road in wildcard weekend, and then get obliterated in the divisional round by team X. Of like course. doesn't even matter who the team is. Go ahead, well, I would, I would have signed up for it in blood. I would have like literally would. cut myself and signed up for it in blood. It's a dream season after like what we've suffered through. So I was like, yeah, like it sucks to lose and it sucks to get your ass kicked the way that we did. But I mean, we made it to the final four of the NFC. It's insane I that that agree, happens. And I want to hear Spaghetti's thoughts. But I also got to say, 
I'm and I'm not trying to pee on your parade here or anything on the 2022 season. I do think people get uh, get a little loose with the like, hey, nothing to hang your head about because the future is bright. Like, I don't know. <laughs> maybe it maybe it'll be bright. I the Giants are in that interesting pack to me. But it's like, not, not fortune telling, right? We oh, don't do fortune telling. It's probability, right? Are. What do you think, think the probability is? Like this is not good like, shape. like, but this is like with sports betting and sports content. It's like if you like people, you're expected to be a fortune. I don't play this f- game. Like we're fortune tellers. Like I'm not saying I'm going to be right. What's the what? It, what is more probable that the Giants have the right structure in place to be good moving forward, or that yeah. or that they don't? The probability is that they do. Right? I do. So like, you, I do. I do wonder. That. I do wonder in the QB league, and it makes for fascinating offseason conversation. Is is Danny Dimes reasonably the best you can do for the next couple of years? And probably, yeah. And is that good enough? Probably, yeah. I'm just not over the moon about it, but I do think that I'd rather be them than the Cowboys, which is where our conversation started, because I think that feels like, ooh, I don't Yeah, that, suck it, oh, Sal. Boy, are we... Take that. You know, I like. I wouldn't want my guy making fifty million if that's how he performs on the biggest stage. Spaghetti, respond to Costos before he goes. I don't want to be a rude host. About it being, I mean, yeah, of course, a divisional round exit uh, after a four-win season, it would be something I would one hundred percent sign up for. It does suck that it's the Eagles, and that's probably the worst case scenario, probably over the Cowboys. Um, but you know, they are a loaded team, and I, there's something to be upset about that they literally are better than the Giants almost at every position, maybe outside of running back. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's it's something that. I did not imagine or envision, but everything Nick said about Dayball being the guy and being a clear advantage over a lot of head coaches is something I totally agree with. And I think also, that's great. Go ahead, Kyle. I so see, I said, I, by the way, for the record, for the record. You did. You did. Dave, this is true. 2023, Dave, you know, he keeps things nice and tight. It's not my responsibility, though, if Costos or a guest wants to flap his gums. I, I, I celebrate it. I embrace it. I just want to say. I did say, like, let's keep you it did. nice and tight, 1520. Listen, we got on. This was a fun time. So, yeah, it's fun. So, go ahead. Uh, what yeah. do you have to say? Uh, what, are you, do you want, I, I, is, am I good to keep going here with this? Or are we, or like, are we nearing the end? No, we're fine. Well, I do have two questions for you both now. Okay, two so questions. I'll be very quick on this. This will okay, be go this ahead, is, go very ahead. quick. Go ahead. So, Nick Sirianni. Shoved it in the Giants' face on Saturday night. The Boston Scott thing was done purposefully, obviously, and the outcome of the game was still theoretically in doubt. And I love him for it. The Giants fan in me hates it, but like the football fan in me thinks it's bad. So like the Giants, and I think Dable is smart enough to use this as a rallying cry. Me forward. too, and I love and it I like all. That. I, rivalries are good. Don't Hell yeah. weep about it. Yes, it hurts your feelings when you good see it. Good for him though, man. That's he what walked you want. the walk. At his te- he talked the talk and his team walked the walk. That's what you want your team to do. So the Giants can hopefully use that as a springboard moving forward. Mm-hmm. Don't hate the player, hate the game. They kicked our <laughs> They talked, they earned it, period. Okay, great. And um, I'm sure the rags will get some justice for them when they play the the sad uh, Philly Flyers because they stink, although they're a little bit better and they're not that far behind my penguins. But anyway, listen, the last. So so, yes, you want dimes for the next two years. The other one is what do you do about Saquon? This is a major decision. Tag him. Is it? No. What? No, don't tag him. 
He's a running back. Like he comes back on like a, like a really team friendly deal. Then great. If not, let him go somewhere else. And like, he's awesome. And like, he, I feel like I don't know him personally, but he seems like he's like a great guy and like does stuff in the community. So it's not to be like, he's not a good guy or like screw him. He's, he plays the most replaceable position in sports to give him a mega contract would be insane. Why would you franchise tag this guy? Running backs don't matter. Done. Because if you franchise them, it's one year commitment and then you move on with it. A one year commitment, but with like, with like a, the James Bradbury picked off Daniel Jones on Saturday night because the Giants cap situation was such a disaster from Dave Gettleman that they couldn't afford to keep him in. They couldn't sign their draft. Oh, picks. man. Now we're going to franchise. We're going to franchise tag a running back. What are we nuts? Draft someone in the fourth round. I'll give you similar production to what Saquon gave you. I mean, come on. What are we talking about here? The position doesn't right. matter. See, that's like at the grocery store. You're just replacing one can of, uh, of um, vegetables with another. I don't know. Saquon is special. He's one of those rare yeah, he's good. exceptions that kind of prove the rule. No, he's not. You know? No, he's not. He's not. I'm sorry. He's just not. To speak, he's, to, he's not. To speak, to speak New York. I think the most overrated position in big time sports right now is NHL goalie. And there are a couple of exceptions that prove the rule. And Igor is one of those guys like, okay, he's a difference maker. I think Saquon in the same way, he's just good enough that I, you really got it. And I think Dable would probably be spooked to watch, watch Saquon. Would you rather have Najee Harris on, on a bigger contract or Jalen Warren on a minimum? I'm just saying I get no, I get it. I I understand. No, but answer the question. But answer the question. Well, of course, Jalen Warren. I get it. I'm saying I'm just uh, coming off of this year and the formula that got it right. Would you rather have Matt Breida on a minimum or Saquon Barkley franchise tag? I get it. But your point about James Bradbury, that it all boils down to that one play dimes to Bradbury and that swing and what it means to the division front runner versus this nice little story that you got to enjoy these last. Uh, or managed by months. and Howie Roseman's a wizard and Dave Gettleman was an idiot with the way that this team was mad. The cap was managed. So like right. your future is bright. Them out of the wilderness here. Your future is bright. So long as you tune in to Nick Costos and Lockie every uh, every Monday through Friday, three to seven. Um, it is the best. You hear why Costos makes it go. We appreciate the time, Pally. Let's catch up sooner rather than later, shall we? I like some of your, I like where your head's at on some of these what ifs. Maybe we could dig in on some of those. There's some juicy yeah, you, ones. You know, I love it. Uh, I, I feel like I, I caused this to go long today. So my apologies yes, you did. for that. Okay. I, no, I, no, no. But I enjoyed it. All right. I appreciate right. it. So did I, I don't know if spaghetti did, but we'll hear his uh, opinion on the other side. Thanks pal. Wishing everybody minimal sweats, winning bets, the absolute very best of luck. Look at them dance. Look at them dance. And now a quick break. There you go, Spaghetti. How'd that all make you feel? I agree with Nick on the Giants-Jets thing. I I think, you know, when Mm. you look at the two teams, the Giants made the playoffs with the worst case scenario, and that's with the Eagles and Cowboys also making the playoffs. Whereas the Jets, I know you guys are talking about the Bills. I don't see the Bills dropping five, six wins, you know, and and not making the playoffs. They're going to make the playoffs again next year. The Dolphins, if two is healthy, no reason to feel any different. And I just don't think, despite how bad the roster is with the Patriots too, they were neck and neck with the Jets and almost made the playoffs themselves. I think the Jets are in a tough division. And right now they don't have a quarterback. You could say the Giants don't either, but I do think Jalen Jones will come back and this roster should only improve. If they made it to the playoffs with this roster, I can't see how they don't 
continue doing that with what they could add. And uh, the Jets right now, I'm not sure if they get a Jimmy G, that's a difference maker. I'm not even sure if they get a Derek Carr as a difference maker. I know that, you know, we're pretty pro Carr family on this pod, but it doesn't really inspire too much confidence in me. I know the roster's solid. They have some good weapons, but the Raiders did too. And they were pretty awful this year. So I, I just think right now, I I, I think you got, Jet, if you're the but, Jets. I think if you're the Jets, I, well, I don't, I'm about to say like, you got to go after Rogers, but I don't know if I want to open but up. Who's that to say that Rogers is going to be uh, Rogers didn't, wasn't really inspiring this year either. No, I know you're right. So I, I think just, you know, I'm going with the the boring answer. The Giants made the playoffs. They have to prove to me they're not a playoff quality team again. And I, I think they'll, they'll be a mainstay, hopefully, with this current iteration of the roster. Max Pacioretty being out is big news, I think, for Puck fans, by the way, to take a hard right turn there. A, a, a fair amount of what I was thinking was owed to plugging that guy in. He's out for the year with the Achilles. Man, I don't know. I, 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 I'll stand by what I, I keep saying. I just want my team to make the mix and win one round of the playoffs. Expectations beyond that in in that uh, misery of a of a conference are grim. Um, and you know what, Spaghetti, we'll wait for later in the week to talk about Shannon Sharp because I think uh, our guy Kevin Hench will probably have some thoughts there. So we'll bite our lip for now. What an asinine uh, in, uh, event that was. What, what that show was. I, it was for TV, right? Like somebody was like, this wouldn't be bad for the show if you started yapping from there. I don't know what the hell happened there, but that was so insane. I don't even know what to make of it. That the, the they're like, who do you think would win in that fight? And what happened? What did he say? Like, why is he standing up and yapping anyway? I guess the Spike Lee thing makes it okay to to be a celebrity and involve yourself like that. But that just fundamentally, like, what the hell is going? Why why is he doing anything? Why isn't the security guard being like, sir? I know you're a celebrity. You're not allowed to talk to the to the people down on the floor while they're while they're doing their jobs. That was super weird. But anyway, okay, we'll talk about that um, in a couple of days when maybe things clarify. There. In the meantime, good season, Eddie Spaghetti. Hope you enjoyed it uh, with your Giants. Great times with Nick Costos. Make sure you're checking them out on You Better You Bet. You heard that. Make sure you're checking out all the great content at the Extra Points Network. ExtraPoints.com. Get in there in time to play against us in the title round with all the games available to you in the arcade. And uh, we'll be back with extra points on Tuesday. All the shows are going to be out there for you. And then like we say, back with Hench here on minus three coming up on Thursday until then. Thanks so much sports fans. It's been a thin slice of heaven. <laughs>